RNZ News at Midday. Good afternoon. I'm Nicola Wright. The police minister says a new policy targeting youth offending is designed to stop young people turning to crime. As part of a $53 million package, children under 14 caught doing ram raids will be given intensive support to steer them away from crime and towards study and work. The minister, Chris Hipkins, says it's a response to a rise in youth crime, particularly in Auckland. So the package that we've announced today is designed to make sure we're getting young people constructively engaged in things that are going to keep them out of trouble. Uh, ultimately, we would far rather that we have fewer young people getting into trouble in the first place than having to deal with the consequences of their offending after the fact. The National Party says the government's plan to drive down youth crime feels like window dressing. Leader Christopher Luxon says he doesn't want to see minor offenders caught up in the criminal justice system. But serious and repeat offenders need to face greater consequences. No, it's not a strong enough response. What it is is a political response to a government that's under pressure for being soft on crime. Uh, and ultimately what it's missing is actually what is the consequences for serious offenders and ultimately also the support needed for victims. Christopher Luxon also wants to see more action on truancy. A Gloria Vale father has told a court sexual offending was prevalent at the Christian community and its leaders used their power to cover it up. Clem Reddy told the court Gloria Vale had a culture where women and girls were always entirely to blame for sexual misbehaviour. Mr Reddy says he was shaken by what founder Hopeful Christian said to him after his teenage daughter Prayer Reddy died at the commune in 2015. After we buried her, Hopeful came up to me and said in a serious comment that I could take comfort in the fact that she now would not be sexually molested by anybody in the community. Gloria Vale's barrister told the court the community's leaders do not condone sexual offending and have taken steps to address it. The hearing at the Employment Court in Christchurch continues. The defence lawyer for a businessman at the centre of a political donations trial is making a closing address in the High Court in Auckland. Seven people are defending charges laid by the Serious Fraud Office of obtaining by deception. The Crown alleges rules were broken to keep the identity of businessman Zhang Yiquin secret. Mr Zhang's lawyer, Blair Kewen, told the court his client is not a fraudster, did not donate money to the National Party and did not conceal his identity from anyone. Snowfall overnight and this morning in the central North Island could help turn around a poor year for ski field operators. Whakapapa and Tūroa ski fields on Mount Ruapehu have had to reduce staff numbers because of warm weather. But Whakapapa ski area manager Steve Manunui says things are looking up, especially for the upper mountain. The snow, the wind is actually good. Uh, it will help fill in some pockets for us. And in particular, the cool temperatures are again to rejuvenate uh, even the snow base that we had. But with some fresh on top, uh, it's going to uh, help immensely. Steve Manunui says there won't be enough snow to open the middle field, but he hopes it'll keep the upper mountain open until Labour weekend. Otago highways have been reopening throughout the morning as overnight snowfall starts to melt. The snow meant schools in the city had a late start, but many have been making the most of it, Tess Brunton reports. 
Met Service meteorologist Dan Corrigan says the spring snow blast is down to a stream of cold air that is coming off the Antarctic ice sheet, allowing snow to settle. We've been seeing snow down to sea level in Christchurch and Dunedin, and we've been seeing those, those snow showers kind of scooting along the east coast of Otago and Canterbury this morning. Lee Stream School sits next to State Highway 87 between Middlemarch and Outram. Its principal, Rochelle Moore, says they're having a snow day after after waking to discover the highway was closed. She says it's not uncommon to have a few snow days a year, so they find different ways to learn. Traditionally in the past it's been called a snow work folder, so they get the first day free and so that they can just go out and enjoy. Um, we have sent out snow work today and um, we'd done a snow challenge yesterday on how many cups of snow it makes to make one cup of water. Met Service predicts a fine afternoon for much of Te Waipunamu, but the cold temperatures are expected to stick around for a few more days. Work continues in the Nelson region to assess homes affected by slips after the recent floods. Nelson Tasman Civil Defence says there are now 86 homes with red stickers and 89 homes with yellow stickers. The number of red stickered homes is expected to fall again today as more homes in Tahuna Nui have been reassessed. More than 530 homes now have white placards, which means they've been assessed and are safe to be reoccupied. It's five minutes past twelve. Britain's incoming Prime Minister Liz Truss is promising a bold plan for the country after winning the Conservative Party leadership contest. She's vowing to contain soaring energy costs and cut taxes to revive the economy. Here's the BBC's Ben Wright. 142,000 party activists cast ballots in this contest and Liz Truss won with a smaller share of the vote than any of her predecessors as Conservative leader. The wider electorate had no say and fewer than a third of Tory MPs backed Liz Truss during their final round of voting in July. It is not a muscular mandate, but the new Prime Minister is promising change. The ministerial team Liz Truss assembles tomorrow will reveal whether she intends to govern as she campaigned on the right or bring in a broader range of opinions. European Union leaders have given her a cautious welcome, saying they hope for a constructive relationship. The Prime Minister has congratulated Liz Truss, calling her a close friend of New Zealand. Jacinda Ardern says Ms Truss was central in advancing the free trade agreement between New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Opposition leader Christopher Luxon says he also hopes to meet Ms Truss and to send her a message of congratulations. Police in Canada say one of the two suspects in yesterday's mass stabbings in Saskatchewan has been found dead. The body was found on the James Smith Cree Nation, home to many of the victims, and had injuries that didn't appear to be self-inflicted. The two suspects are brothers, and the police say the other is still at large and believed to be in the provincial capital of Regina. Police believe he may also be injured. The killing of ten people is one of the worst acts of violence in Canada's recent history. The brother of one of the victims gave this plea to the fugitive. Give yourself up, bud. There's a lot of people back here that are hurting, and we want to start healing. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, says domestic terror attacks are becoming far too common in Canada. Swedish toilet paper manufacturer Essity says it's made progress in negotiations with the Pulp and Paper Workers Union. 145 workers at the Carwido paper mill have been locked out since August the 9th after the union rejected the company's proposed 3% pay rise. 
ESET says negotiations will continue today and it's hopeful of making more progress. A police presence remains at a site near Havelock North where a body was found in a burned-out car. The vehicle was found yesterday in the River Road car park by the Tukituki River. Police could be seen searching around the riverbanks this morning. They say it appears the vehicle had been parked in the reserve for several days and a post-mortem is expected to be carried out today. Waka Kotahi is putting $30 million of new funding into projects promoting walking and cycling. The Streets for People programme aims to make it easier and faster to create safer, healthier and more people-friendly streets. Most New Zealanders aspire to a better standard of living in retirement than can be supported by government superannuation alone. That's the key finding of a Retirement Guidelines Expenditure Report by Massey University, pointing to inflation as the main reason why pensioners on super alone are finding it impossible to make ends meet. The report says the pension falls short of guidelines for either a modest or comfortable retirement. The captain of a team of six butchers says a third-place finish at the World Butchers Challenge is a massive achievement. The Sharp Blacks have carved their way to a third at the event in California, with Germany taking out gold and Australia silver. Twelve countries competed in the event, held in Sacramento, slicing their way through the competition to secure the bronze. Sharp Blacks captain Ricky Kedikede says it was a big moment. When they started calling up the, um, the place getters and called us out of the winning third place, it was just a massive, massive uh, relief and achievement, and we all um, cried. Ricky Kedikede described the event as Hell's Kitchen meets the block. That's the news.